Hey everyone, welcome to Industry Headlines. He's Kevin Kaufman, and he's Kevin Kaufman, and I'm Fred Weaver, and thanks for joining us for uh, Industry Headlines week of April 6, 2020. What's in the headlines this week, Kevin and Kevin? Well, so much is going on in the headlines this week. I can only speak for myself, not for the guy behind me, uh, but KW in the news again, uh, Wells Fargo and their suspension of certain loan products, uh, namely Jumbo, and then uh, stimulus, stimulus package, creating more chaos in the mortgage industry. Yeah, well, let's start with KW. Um, franchise owners were instructed from leadership, what type of leadership, who, there's a lot of uh, he said, she said's going on, but uh, franchise uh, leaders were instructed to uh, virtually take their profit down to zero or $1 to be more specific um, when uh, calculating April 2020 profit share using March 2020 uh, income and expenses. So what's going on here, Kevin? Like, first of all, there's some strategy behind why they're doing it, but like, let's look at it from all angles. Who benefits, who doesn't here? Yeah, so let's talk about the benefit of that, right? So you're a, you're a business, you and I have been talking about this a lot, right? You're a business, it's time to conserve some cash and it's time to to make sure that everything is, is um, you know, protected as much as possible in the kind of the uncertain times that we that lie ahead of us. So I think that's, you know, that's part of it what we've got to consider. Um, but there's, you know, like anything else, there's more than one side to the story. So there's the, hey, I want to protect my business and of course, keep as much cash on hand uh, side to it. There's also the side of, hey, um, like in the article that Inland posted, they noted that Keller Williams International uh, vehemently denied, you know, having anything to do with that. Not insane, not denying that it was going on, just denying that this was a top-down suggestion. And, you know, the way I understand it is this was a suggestion. It wasn't like an order or a directive but it was a suggestion from KWRI then, you know, down to the regions and down to, uh, down to, of course, the market center owners. Yeah. So a quote stands out to me. We could talk about this for probably 20 minutes and other people would argue with us and we'd end up talking about it for two hours, but a quote stands out to me. One of the other, this is Josh team, president, CEO, uh, president of, uh, of KWRI. One of the other regions explained that they're doing a loss carry forward to recognize some of the expenses now to winterize for the month where they're not going to be any revenue. Well, first of all, there's always going to be revenue. I, I mean, they, they always have revenue coming in. There's monthly fees. First of all, that's inaccurate. Second wow. of all, a, lo a loss carry forward signifies that there's actually a loss. You can't take a loss carry forward in a month where you had profit. Like that's a that's absolutely improper use of, of that term. Um, and, and third, I mean, market centers, the franchise agreements that these franchises own, state that you're supposed to have three months or more of operating expenses in a bank account at any one time. Yeah. So first of all, I think, you know, Josh saying that just proves further, like this guy's the CEO or I guess president, effectively the CEO of Keller Williams. Just, he just doesn't even understand the damn company's own, own model. So that's part of it. That's, we could have that argument a different day. Anybody who wants to talk about that, uh, let me know. I'm happy to have that conversation because Josh, Josh definitely does not understand that model. Uh, doesn't understand that we're in a real estate brokerage at all. The other, the other piece of it is um, Keller Williams is a profit sharing system, right? So uh, it's not, well, I don't know that it's illegal. It's definitely not right. And it's definitely um, changing the terms of the agreement with your 150,000 or 160,000 agents, right? 
when you said you would profit share with them, it didn't say you would cook the books and then profit share when it was convenient. It said you'd profit share always. And then, you know, to your point, um, loss carry forwards are, those are reserved for actual losses, right? So you're coming out of pocket because you've gone through your reserves. That's what a loss carry forward is there for. You know, one of the things that I think that's a little more disturbing for me is, um, you know, and I've seen some of the comments on the Inman post already, people denying it, uh, but I, I've got in writing, I've seen different um, OPs of market centers effectively bragging about how much they wrote down their profit and uh, how much they're not, you know, they prepaid certain things. And one of them even bragged so, so much as to take his $40,000 plus profit down to less than a hundred bucks. So I, honestly, I, I just have a problem with that. It's not honest. It's not forthright. It is cheating your own system. It's cheating your own people. I understand the shrewdness of the business decision. And yet I think that you still have to honor your word and do what you said you would do. And that wasn't part of what you said you would do. Yeah. And I'm sure all the agent leadership councils were involved on all those decisions. I'm sure they held, uh, held some zoom meetings uh, in the last seven days to, uh, uh, never mind. Okay, moving on. Uh, Wells Fargo suspends jumbo mortgages. This is a pretty big one. Yeah, so I mean, they're just flat out saying like, hey, they are not going to issue any more uh, jumbo mortgages right now, right, for um, for the time being. They're worried about things like forbearance. Um, you know, the investors who are buying these loans are are obviously like their demand for, for these loans from the investors to, to buy them are like are go, basically going away. They're virtually nothing. And so Wells Fargo has already said, hey, they're going to suspend jumbo mortgages. My hunch and suspicion is probably uh, many others, if they haven't already, will soon, very soon follow suit. And we'll see the, the jumbo loan product be very, very slim to no offerings here over the next few months until things start to get a little clearer as we you know, get past this coronavirus and all the other crazy stuff that's going on in the market. Yeah, so lastly, this is a big story. I mean, we've been talking around it, sort of it's a cumulative uh, piece, if you will, or, or headline on what's been happening the last two, three weeks now. But the stimulus package is essentially now creating chaos, for lack of a better word, throughout the mortgage and real estate industry. So tell us a little bit more about that. Obviously, Congress came out, tried to create some liquidity, um, you know, pass some bills but there's been some uh, downfall to, to some of those decisions as well. Yeah, effectively, so the, the thing is, is when Congress or anybody else gets involved in private matters like banking, right, they don't, it's easy to think like, um, hey, let's just help people, right? Let's just give this money and help people. But what, pro what the problems that you run into in that case is all of the different things that are actually, how, the system is so complex. It's just not as simple as they make it out as, as we want it to be, right? Or maybe as, as simple as it should be. But what happens is um, you've got, you know, we've got mortgage servicers, we have, we've got loan investors, we've got mortgage insurance companies. There's a lot of different parties that come into the play here. So when you hear people saying things like, oh, I'm going to ask my bank not, you know, to, if I don't have to make payments, okay, great. Maybe the servicer is saying you don't have to make payments, but the investor whose actual money it is who bought that loan they haven't necessarily said yes or no. And under normal agreements, the servicer, say Bank of America, if that's who you make your mortgage payment to, they might actually be, even though not collecting a payment from you as the homeowner, still having to pay the loan investor. So there's, there's a lot of moving parts is what I'm saying. So what's happened now 
effectively is we've got like a coalition started of different real estate and banking trade groups. Uh, and they're calling on Congress to help banks with more liquidity as they allow homeowners to forbear their mortgage payments. Um, so we've got groups like the National Association of Realtors, uh, which you and I are part of, Mortgage Bankers Association, National Association, National Association of Home Builders, et cetera, coming together to, write a, to kind of write a letter demanding the liquidity facility uh, or effectively more money to support their efforts to allow homeowners the ability to forbear their mortgage payments, right? Because it's not as simple as just, you know, hey, let's turn off the faucet right now and not collect payments for the next six months or a year to help people. It'd be great if it was that simple, but it's not. And so Congress is going to have to get probably a little bit more involved if they're going to be able to help people at a deep level. Yeah, it's, it's like, hey, we, we've passed one stimulus bill that put some money in the market and helped temporarily, but it's now caused like three other holes, if you will, uh, in what's going on. So now we got to deal with that, right? So there's going to be a lot of plugging of holes. And the question for me is like, uh, for sure, we haven't seen the first or the last stimulus bill. The question is like, when did the stimulus bills end? And when, eventually, when do you just let some stuff fall flat on its face? So um, we're going to prop some stuff up here in the short term, but depending upon how long this goes, we can't prop everybody up equally. Um, and, and, and the manner by which we prop people up may not even be uh, equal and fair treatment. Like an example is SBA loans. Like, is the money going to be given to those that need it most based on how the applications look? No, it, it could just be based on who filled their application out first, who was quicker, right? So it's going to be really interesting to watch how some of this stuff all plays out. So anyway, uh, a lot in the news. Uh, stay tuned uh, for next week's industry headlines. Hopefully we can get rid of at least one of the Kevins. I can barely stand one of them, let alone two at the same time. But thank you uh, so much for joining us. If you're not watching this on video, you really should go back and watch this on video. Uh, and we'd like to hear your thoughts. I'm sure many of you disagree with us on some of our opinions today. Uh, tell us what you disagree with. We're always open to great discussion and learning more. Thanks so much for joining us for Industry Headlines, Kevin and Kevin. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Don't forget to check us out. Oh, hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com slash referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them. Hey, that's it for today. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. If you found this valuable, do us a favor. Please review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share this with your friends. And for more great content, check out kevinandfred.com. That's kevinandfred.com. We'll see you soon.